Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right. Pete and Dave, you set? Love it. Didn't I'm ready to go. You, didn't give you any heads up this week, so this is all off, off the cuff for you Uh-oh. two. Yep. Okay, I'm a little scared. Go ahead. Well, let's get it started here. We'll start with – who was I going to start with? I'm trying to remember here. I think it was you, Dave. We'll start with you. Yes. Spring training – Keeps rolling down in the fort for the Minnesota Twins. And while obviously we know spring training numbers, they don't mean a heck of a lot. One bat is standing out, and it's pretty impressive. Twins second-year third baseman Jose Miranda, three home runs, a five fifty six on on-base percentage, and a 1.770 OPS. That all coming as the DH for Miranda as he's got a bit of a sore shoulder that they want to make sure is completely rested before the season starts. So my question to you, Dave, outside of the obvious answer of Byron Buxton, who are you most excited to see on the diamond for the Twins this year? Oh, gosh. (laughs) Um, You know, to be honest with you, I I know he was there last year, but probably Carlos Correa. I'd I'd like to see... Part of it is because I know what he can do. Part of it is I just – the guilty in me is like I, I want to make sure that this investment was worth it. You know, I mean, it's it's other teams backed off, um, so there was clearly some – maybe some injury issues. But I would love to see if Carlos Correa can come out, do what he's done in the past, uh, and, and continue to play well, and just to get some – I, I guess I don't want to call it the opposite of buyer's remorse, but I want to say at least maybe uh, in, in I'll say this, Pete, in, I want to make sure the investment was a good one. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, it is somebody I mean, think about the dollars that the twins are committing to this whole thing. And that's, yeah. uh, you know, considering, you know, what we've seen in the past. Is it the right move? We'll find out pretty quick. But I, I think that uh, the twins are at least showing us that they, they have a want to get somewhere further into the playoff picture someday. And I think that they, uh, they've done a great job with some of the, some of the, the trades that they've done and position themselves with pitchers as well. So that's what I'm kind of looking mm-hmm. forward to is how, how about the overall pitching? Um, I don't know if there's any one specific uh, name that stands out right now, but I think that it's something that, you know, that, that we, it's like with the, it's like with the Minnesota wild, we're always looking for the goalie. Well, we've got goalies now, now we need scores. Mm-hmm. And what about the twins? Can the pitchers, sort of step up to the plate a little bit with us as well. So I think it's going to be a very interesting, uh, once we get through this, you can't really judge, as, as Charlie was just saying, you can't really judge a whole lot off of what's going on yeah, in correct. training. But nonetheless, we're, we're pretty excited about some of the things we're seeing. Yeah, and, you know, Twins fans have been dying for years. You know, make a big move, go all in. Yeah. Well, 
I don't know what else you'd call the Carlos Correa signing. So That's the truth. It'll be uh, it'll be an interesting season one way or another. All right, Pete, mm-hmm. back to you. Number nine overall, number 61 overall, a 2024 <laughs> first, a 2025 second, and DJ Moore. That, of mm-hmm. course, is the return that the Chicago Bears received from the Carolina Panthers for the number one overall pick in this year's draft. Almost certainly it's going to be a quarterback, probably C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis might make an appearance, Anthony Richardson, I know your favorite, Pete. Maybe maybe he goes up and uh, the, the Panthers decide to take him number one overall. My question, Pete, grade that trade. Man, oh, oh, tripping over my words there. Grade that trade from both sides. Well, I would say from the Panthers, I'd give it a good solid F. Um, uh, and you know show me the last time one of these massive trades really worked in the nfl honestly and and you see it all the time and 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 when i look at everything that happens even in the combine everything else who exactly are they trying to get here and i find it really interesting that they're doing this and i know david tepper i've talked about that in the past he's the owner of the team the sole owner of the team um he has no football knowledge at all and he is allowing you know these these folks to make the, the decisions, which, you know, I, I think in some ways that's a good thing, but I don't know. I, I don't like this trade at all for them. For the Bears, I think that almost overnight you've given the Bears something that they they will turn this thing into something, I think, within two years because they're only having to drop down to pick number nine, as you mentioned. Then you've got 61, but then you got a first-rounder next year, 24, and a second-rounder in 2025, I think that this is really going to be great for the Bears and not so great for the Vikings, not so great for the Packers, not so great for the Lions, because they're not that far away. As far away as we think that the Bears maybe are, I like the quarterback. And I think all of a sudden now he gets a a, a real first-class receiver in D.J. Moore. Wow. With some of those picks, they go down. They're going to probably take an offensive lineman or an edge rusher in the first, uh, in that ninth number nine pick. But the 61 pick, that's going to be nice, too. I think they're going to be able to put players on the field that can actually make an impact almost immediately for the Bears. Uh, I'll say this, a couple of things. One, there was a great – I saw a graphic during the um, NFL Combine, and it, it said teams that had traded up to get a quarterback uh, you know, earlier in the draft, and, and a- almost all of those have failed miserably, number one. Number two, <laughs> uh, ask Mike Ditka and the Saints how that worked out for Ricky Williams. <laughs> That that trade was was amazing. This once again reminds me of of the the very attractive but troubled person that the other person thinks I can change them. I can change them, and this will work. This never works. You cannot change them. You cannot change the fact that dumping all of your picks and everything for a number one pick for a quarterback, whoever it may be, is it's a bad idea. I'm a hundred percent with you, Pete. All right. Both of you hate the Panthers' move. Consensus there. All right, we'll move back to you, Dave. Wild star Kirill Kaprizov was, of course, as you know by now, injured this week and will miss three to four weeks as the Wild fight for a playoff spot. Now, they won last night in their first game without him pretty handily over, I believe it was San Jose. Yep. now, of course, that timeline for uh, Kaprizov would bring him back right around the start of the playoffs, right yeah. around that first round, maybe a little bit beforehand. Uh, my question is, how concerned are you uh, about two things for the Wild? One, making the playoffs without him, and two, 
how effective they will be in the playoffs if they do, in fact, make it. Well, I'll say this. One, I can't believe uh, that Logan Stanley didn't even get a penalty for that because it was just, I mean, that was that was a Pete Nigerian style stuffing the run <laughs> tackle right up the middle. I mean, he literally just laid on top of Kirill Kaprizov. Uh, and, and the fact that the way he went down, the way his legs went, for a guy who is, I mean, he's very flexible and fluid. He's an you know incredible athlete. I I think I probably would have been out for years. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I the think fact we're lucky. It's only three to four weeks. So it's incredible. That, it was. It's uh... incredible the way most of us. I mean, like that's bending GI Joe the wrong way when you're a kid and his legs come out of the sockets. Anyway, uh, I, I'm I'm encouraged because the schedule is favorable over the next month. I'm encouraged because last night they, they put up five goals. And, and so the good thing here is that it will allow the Wild to figure out how do we win without Kirill Kaprizov. That is important because when you get to the playoffs, everyone is going to lock on him. And, and that's the way the playoffs work. Best teams' lines cancel out best teams' lines. So they have to learn how to play without him no matter what. Uh, how effective can they be in the postseason? It really depends on how well this comes together over the course of the next month. How mm-hmm. how can they play? How can who's going to step up, and who's going to continue to play well? You know, Mark Andre Fleury has come back and played great, and now you have two outstanding goaltenders who are at the top mm-hmm. of their game at a critical part of the season. So I do believe the playoffs are are, are not going to be a problem, uh, and I do think that the lessons they learn should help them continue to go maybe maybe a little bit deeper even if Caprizov won't be back but I do think he will be back for the playoffs so you think this is I almost totally... a positive I, I there is a positive out of this it, it truly <laughs> is like they have to figure out if if he's shut down who's going to mm-hmm. step up and this is the way mm-hmm. you do it well and I think when you really look at the wild we all know that it's all been about the goaltending right I mean and, and the fact that Gustafson's been absolutely unbelievable and then yep. Fleury is is starting to look like the Fleury of the past so the combination of the fact of how good we are from that perspective, if we just can get a couple of goals, I mean, we're, we're actually getting to that point where two or three goals is all we need and we can Great win point. two games. And, and you look over at the Eastern Conference, much better conference right now than the Western. So that helps us out a lot as well. I think just, just the fact that where we are now, they're going to have to figure out how to score some goals. They're going to likely have some line changes a little bit, just trying to figure things out. But you know what, I think it could. I don't know if it'll make them better, but it certainly puts a little bit more pressure on them, and sometimes that kind of pressure really does start start to show up, and who is going to be that person that steps up or those couple of guys that maybe can step up in this situation to start scoring some more goals? All right, there you have it, Pete. We're coming back to you here for maybe a final question. Maybe I got a little extra for you, but let's start out with uh, the fact that it's Selection Sunday in the NCAA which means this upcoming weekend, next weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, is personally my favorite weekend of sports all year long. I love sitting and watching basketball games on five different TVs all day long. Nothing better. I'm probably going to pull up a stool at Bunny's and uh, and sit at the bar and watch Charlie, all day are, are long. you married, Charlie? I don't I'm know. not. No. Yeah, that's that's why you can watch five games on five yeah. televisions. I would never be allowed to get away with that. Sorry, go ahead. That's, that is my plan. <laughs> Friday afternoon, I'll I'll be there. But my question for you, Pete, is a two-parter. One, it's my favorite sports weekend. What's your favorite uh, athletics something uh, weekend of the year? Is it Super Bowl? Is it this? Is it opening day of the MLB? And then number two, let's just go with the obvious one. 
pick a champion. Uh, we don't know who's in you know the tournament yet, but we kind of know. We probably already know who is going to be in those finals. Sure. Yeah. Well, my my favorite uh, of all time still is January one, and I always refer to it as Jan one with all the college football games yep. that go on on that day. Normally, obviously, this year wasn't January one. I think we had to push to the second or third or whatever it was, but. You know, I, I live for that. I absolutely love the Rose Bowl and the, you know, what was the Outback Bowl and that whole era is just uh, fantastic. I live for that whole thing. As far as basketball, though, I've always loved it far more than anybody really probably realizes. I had, we had Golden Gopher tickets forever um, going back to the 70s when we moved from California. I would say this. I, I love what Purdue has done this year. I think they're going to be fun. Um, but every once in a while, they sort of stumble, which is sort of surprising for me that they that they do because they are so good. Kansas is always there. Houston's unbelievable. They're almost back to that five slamma jamma type world. Um, the coach uh, prayers out to him. He had lost his sister just the the other night, which was awful. Uh, but I think that th- this tournament is going to be great. And I would go right now with somebody like Texas, maybe being from the outside, slipping in and maybe getting there and getting into the, at least the final four. Yeah, winning the uh, Big 12 tournament, upsetting Kansas just yesterday. Former Gopher mm-hmm. Marcus Carr, of course, starring for that Texas team, somehow still playing basketball down there. It feels like he was up here <laughs> 20 years ago. Uh, Pete, I do have, I've, I've got one more for you. Uh, it's, a, it's a little extra, um, but our intro does say you're a stock market star, and, and I'm the not particularly star. a stock market star, so I don't even know how to word this question. But Silicon Valley Bank, Pete, everybody's talking about it. FDIC taking control of it. What are the markets going to look like on Monday? What's the fallout? Um, I think, unfortunately, they may look pretty ugly. Uh, they already looked ugly this past Friday, but going into uh, to Monday, it, it's going to be interesting to see how it's interpreted by folks because of all of this. It, you know, it's a combination of crypto being a part of this whole thing, which started with a company called Silvergate. But then you get over to this SVB Financial and we're talking about Silicon Valley. These are, these are the guys that, that back up a lot of those you know, venture capital type groups. If the money's not there, if this bank has the struggle that they clearly are in right now, um, that could slow down a lot about what goes on from Silicon Valley itself and a lot of that investment. That is just sort of a domino effect of what can happen with the rest of the financials. Yes, to whatever Pete said. I agree. <laughs> I'll take Dave's word for it. <laughs> I, uh, I I agree. I agree. Right, hey, can I, I give my can I give my outside pick really quick before please, we go to a break? Please, Marquette. I I just yeah. uh, Marquette. I like it. They've won nine straight. I just think that there's a chance. Impressive. That's my that's yeah. my upset pick. Impressive against Xavier it. last night. They were very very impressive. Uh, so mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. All right. Take a quick break. Come back. Uh, top of the hour coming up. But I want to share a couple of these great Bud Grant stories we're getting on the Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line. A reminder, if you have yours to share, give us a call. 651-461-9226. You can call or you can text us. We'll share some of these great stories coming up next on The Huddle. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.